Hi, my name is Farron, and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N, and check out my website, Farron.me. Support the podcast over on Patreon.com backslash Farron, or visit our website at HungryForApples.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. What's up? How's it going? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples. This episode is called Get Grounded. And before I get started, I just want to point out that I'm not an expert in any of this. All of the things that I share are from my perspective, unless I have an interview or something like that, of course. So take what resonates and just go ahead and leave the rest and feel free to send me questions if you have them. Hungry for Apples podcast at gmail.com. All right, get grounded. Considering why we ground, how we ground, when we ground, one thing to think about consider it this way grounding is the path of least resistance. Why would it be so important to ground nowadays? Well, There's a lot of change happening. There's a lot of political change. There's a lot of um, environmental change. There's a lot of weather. Um, There's a lot of things happening that are causing, that causes a lot of stress on the body and on the mind. And if we don't take some time to, you know, break away in some way, um, it can take an effect on us. That's just one way to look at it. And especially if you're energy sensitive. So if you're an energy sensitive person like I am, you have to find all the different ways that work for you. You have to have a whole toolkit of all the different ways to ground because the frequencies are just going up and it's becoming more and more important to know how that works for you, right? It really depends on where you are in your development, but that's what is working for me is knowing exactly which different things help me and when to use them. Another thing to think about with grounding is you don't have to connect it in any way with any other action specifically, although you can and probably would benefit from doing that. To begin though, keep it really simple. Take advantage of what is readily available and repeat it. Um, There's a lot of different ways to go about this. You'll just have to try the different ways to ground, which we'll talk about more. And you'll find the ones that work and you'll have your own little toolkit. One of the things to keep in mind is uh, people equate grounding with stillness. Okay, I, I totally understand why that is. It makes a lot of sense, but not everybody can just still themselves right away. It might be that that is the case for you, which is why maybe you're listening to this because grounding is confusing to you. I totally get it. I think it's one of those things that's not really explained all that much. But here's the thing. If you're one of those people that can't really still themselves or you don't really have the practice of stilling yourself, it is is something you'll have something else that you'll figure out to do in order to ground and that's what i'm about to talk about but just remember 
you don't have to still yourself in order to ground. Just keep that in mind. You'll create a unique approach just for yourself. I've had to do that. Every energy sensitive person has to do that. And even if you're not energy sensitive, you know, whatever you've got going on, you'll create your own unique way to do this. The, the one thing I don't recommend is if you're really spazzing out in some way, I don't recommend you trying to force yourself to sit. You can't really force yourself to be still in that, in that moment. It's not, it might make it a little bit worse, if that makes sense. What I like to do is to create a sensation to ground through. So this requires movement. There's shaking, um, running around in circles, um, moving with no rules or direction or, or anything at all, and then stopping to breathe. You can do this inside, you can do it outside, although I do think for most people it works better outside. But if you live in a city, it might be hard to find a place to do that outside where you don't feel like you're you know, looking like a freak because you might be flailing around. Like, I mean, it's the truth. Sometimes I like to just kind of run around and if there's a lot of people around, I don't, I don't feel so awesome to do that. There are many different scenarios that use this term and this is why it can be a little bit confusing because in the different scenarios, it, it refers to a slightly different action that you take even though it does create that connection to the inner information, to that inner voice, the action you take will depend on the scenario that you're in. You know what I'm saying? It depends on um, if you're trying to go into meditation or movement or let's say play a game of chess. Get, get, does that make sense? I think that makes sense. So the other different terms you might hear that I feel are very much the same as grounding, it's just a different way to look at it, are some of these. Here, centering, coming down to earth, be like the earth, press down to rise up, come back to the breath. Essentially, what all of these things are helping you do is equalizing the energy. So in a sense, you're trying to kind of match the energy that is going on around you or the one that you want to, um, the one you want to connect with. So the path of least resistance. So let's say everything is a little bit frantic and you feel kind of frantic and you can't settle your mind. The, uh, the, there's, it's very possible that you're going to have to move around a bunch and kind of shake it out some before you can really even tap into what's going on. Barring any other kind of medical conditions, I don't know about medications and stuff like that. I can only give from my perspective. So equalizing the energy, um, moving around, breathing, all of that kind of stuff is going to provide you with the path towards stillness. Since we're all very unique, you'll find your way that you'll, your way, your path to equalize or meet the energy that is intended or being provided. The methods of shifting, um, the methods will shift around a lot. It really depends on what's happening in your body and also around you and what you've been dealing with right before you tried to settle yourself or ground. 
why do you need to get grounded and what is happening? These are the two questions. So in order to ground, we need to understand the why. Why do you need to get grounded and what is happening around you that causes you to feel like that you need to ground? So this could be, you know, maybe you've just had an argument with someone or maybe you were just on the train or bus that was extremely crowded. Now, even if nobody um, says anything to you or is, or is rude or anything like that, it's a high possibility that when you come off, you're going to feel a little bit frantic or not frantic, a little, you know, just a little bit off. And, you know, being like a sardine on a bus or a train is just not comfortable for the body, even though the mind may not have any reason to feel like you need to be grounded, you might need to shake it off. You know, you might need to brush off your arms and your legs and really just shake it out a little bit. I mean, it, that works for me. Uh, there are a lot of other scenarios where you might feel like you just kind of need to ground yourself or center yourself, um, all kinds of things. For example, in a yoga asana class, um, it's a term that is commonly used, but I don't feel is necessarily explained a lot. How you ground, meaning what action to take, is dependent upon what you are trying to work with. If it were, let's say, a standing balance, you would have a different gross, meaning large, action to do than if you were moving into a seated spinal twist. So what I'm saying there is, in order to balance yourself standing on one leg with one leg sticking out one direction and your arm sticking out another direction, or whatever the case may be, this is going to take a lot of more, a lot more activity to balance and hold than it is to move into a seated spinal twist. But you still press down to rise up or ground down to rise up or ground to twist. It, there's always this little moment to balance or twist or move into the activity where you're making contact with the earth. And that is the best way to look at that in my opinion. So you would, let's, okay, here. The easiest way to, to look at this is to take into consideration the, the shape of the pose and what is touching the earth. Anything touching the earth can be a grounding point to move from. A good place to maintain contact for strength and balance. That's what I'm talking about when I say ground down to rise up. If it's a seated spinal twist, you're not rising up very far, but you still want to stabilize because you're twisting and you don't want to twist too far, but you also want to be able to be in the twist. And with a standing balance, whatever the case may be, there's more activity to be in the balance, but there still is this sensation of grounding down to rise up. So the, the thing that's holding you steady is the earth, and that's what everyone's referring to. So the other area that I think is very grounding that I've mentioned a couple of times already is the idea of centering. Centering is something that is referred to more so in, let's say, a meditation experience, although it definitely comes up in the yoga asana experience, and I would assume many other movement um, genres. 
So one way to look at it with meditation specifically, having things you do in order to set up and get comfortable mentally and physically, the process you go through to check in with being ready to go into a meditative state. So, like I said before, this isn't to say that I think that if you're spazzing out, you should just try and force yourself to sit. Stillness will arrive if you don't force it. You have to feel it out. Works better outside for pretty much most of us, as I mentioned before. But, you know, you can accomplish this inside your apartment or your home. What you're trying to do is meet the energy. Avoid suppressing anything. I believe this does exactly the opposite of what we think. It's kind of like holding your breath. If you hold your breath in a yoga pose, the pose is going to get a lot harder. It's not easier. It's just for some reason we think that it might be easier. I don't I don't understand that myself. Maybe one day I'll be able to explain that one. So we're meeting the energy. We're not suppressing anything at all. We're feeling it out right so what would you do to feel it out well you can move around you can lay in the grass you can flail around in the rain you can breathe deeply um, go to the ocean take deep breaths that kind of stuff it really depends on what is like like the why what we were talking about what I mentioned before the why why do you feel like you need to ground Did someone say, hey, you're spazzing out, you need to go ground yourself? Well, that's going to be very different than if someone's preparing to sit for meditation. I definitely don't think that these are going to be the same thing. I feel like we're stuck on the idea that the earth is very steady and that we might need to, you know, shut down and and still when Any action you take to center yourself or to check in or to meet the energy is a grounding action. You can flail around, run around in circles, and then lay down in the grass. Uh, All of that action brings you to a point where you're meeting the energy around you, which is grounding. But it's much easier to look at from the basic point of view as a settling point so running around in the grass flailing around brings you to the energy where you can then settle okay that's another way to look at it so different ways to ground okay you can take a shower or a bath you can get outside you can touch a tree you can sit in the grass you can walk along the shore I love to do that go to the beach or like I've mentioned before you can run around in circles and then lay down in the grass in the sunshine there's also yoga meditation qigong all of that kind of stuff anything that you can direct yourself is going to be challenging but also in the long run will work out you can of course go to a yoga class or go to a meditation class But I recommend learning those things and practicing in the group as well as outside of the group to get the full effect over time because all of these things are cumulative, but you do have to keep working at it. Why would you ground? Well, you're feeling antsy. You're about to do something important that makes you a little bit nervous. You don't have time to nap on a busy day. You can go through a couple of quick groundings throughout the day. 
You're nervous about a conversation or travel or something like that. Because the body has asked you to, this is an important one. We have to learn how to hear the body, right? To feel it out from a point where we ground for no other reason, but the body says, yo, do this. Also, because it feels good to get grounded. Let's be real here. No matter what's going on, it feels good to get grounded. Even if you're only doing it for that. I mean, this is pretty auspicious, actually, to just ground to be grounded. But you don't have to attach it to any other activity. That's my point here. However, if you do attach some kind of grounding or centering to any activity that you're doing, that activity will benefit, which means that you will benefit from it. So there's a double whammy here with the well-being. Choose what works for you. Leave what doesn't. And thank you so much for listening today. Have a wonderful week. And I wanted to also mention that there are two episodes that you uh, you would be interested in. Episode number seven, if you like this episode, that is. Episode number seven, holding space for yourself and others. And episode number 10, how I work through well-being. Thanks again for listening. My name is Farron and have a great week. Bye. All right, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider a small donation over at patreon.com backslash Farron and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N. Or if you have any questions, check out my website, Farron.me. You can contact me there. You can see my class schedule and upcoming events. Again, you've been listening to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. I'm just feeling it out. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.